0: Welcome to the Disco Tech podcast where we will review every episode of Discovery Season 3 as it airs each week. While we're waiting for the new season to begin in October, we are going to be reviewing Season 1 and Season 2. This week is all about Season 1. I'm your host Marcy and I'm joined by Rachel and Lewis. Hi guys.
1: Hi. Hello.
0: Since this is our first episode, I'd like to start by introducing ourselves to the listeners. Rachel, why don't you go first? Did you get into Star Trek as an adult or a child?
1: I was definitely a kid. And my dad, I definitely like watched Star Trek with my dad originally. My dad had, back when DVDs were first a thing and they couldn't fit very much, he had like a bunch of ep- like discs of original series where they would only fit like two episodes per disc. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we like... Had a bunch of those, and I remember watching those, but when I really got into it is in middle school, my brothers were in high school. They're, like, older than me, and they both had, like, after-school activities, so I would get home before everyone else. And so I got to pick what to watch on the TV at first. And i that's when I discovered, like, Spike TV having Next Generation reruns. Yes. And I became obsessed at the same time I was, like obsessed with super girly things and my mom is like what is this child <laughs> like i was like still kind of playing with barbie dolls that also been like but look at this existential space show and my mom was just like okay i
0: feel like your twitter feed is like that too because there's jane austen <laughs> and star trek yes. and it's like this is like the perfect intersection of my interests right here is british literature <laughs>
1: And sci-fi. It's perfect. Um, I my, I remember a friend, like a family friend, once my mom was saying something. She's like, oh, I don't really watch superhero movies. And uh, like the family friend was like, and you're Rachel's mom. That's so weird. And my mom was like, she likes my stuff, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can like more than one thing. Yeah.
0: Sure.
2: What about you, Lewis? Well, I started uh, watching Star Trek like 30 years ago. Uh, first time I was watching TV, and there was uh, the, the TMP, the motion picture. Uh, but at that time, I didn't know what Star Trek was. Then, some time later, I started watching the original series uh, on cable TV. At that time, uh, in my country, cable TV started. It's like uh, the new thing. Uh, in my house, we start. Uh, having cable TV so I could watch the original series and then some years later uh, they started uh, broadcasting The Next Generation. So since then I started watching and watching and watching.
0: And have you watched every series as it came out, as it aired, since Next Generation?
2: Yes. Yes, every series. uh, Except the animated series, Uh, I didn't watch it. Okay. But uh, now with lower text, like, I want to watch it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've seen the first five episodes of the animated series, so I need to catch up with that one. So I don't really remember before Star Trek. Like, it's always been a part of my life, and I... In fact, I tweeted about this, um, a couple days ago. I thought everybody watched Star Trek. I thought it was, like, uh, this household thing that was part of everybody's life. And I was in kindergarten, and I was just talking about it, like, this thing, this latest thing that happened on Next Generation. And this girl was like, what? And I was like, Star Trek. And she was like, what's that? And I'm like, you don't... that, That can't be. I thought everybody watched this. So... I just, it's always been there and um, I got away from it when I started dating my husband because he was Star Wars, like he he was into Star Wars and Jedi and so um, I went on this deep dive into Star Wars with him for years and then the, uh, The Rise of Skywalker came out in December and it just felt like, man, this is like the end, there's nothing coming out for a while, so I don't know. You know, what's after the Skywalker saga? Let's get into Star Trek. So I wanted him on board with me, so I bought him the Discovery Season 1 DVDs for Christmas because I was like, if it's a present, he'll watch it because it's a gift. So I gave him that and uh, we started watching Discovery
1: and he was hooked. Yeah, I think one good thing about Star Trek is because there's so many shows that I can, when I'm recommending like it to friends, that I was like, here's what you'll like and your specific interest. There was one friend who was like, Janeway seemed cool. And I was like, watch Voyager. And now she has, and she's going to watch more, but she's watched all of Voyager. Yeah, that's great. Perfect. Yeah, I was like, good way to get, like, indoctrinate people. (laughs) Exactly, because
0: there's something (laughs) for everybody. Star Trek, you have all these different storylines. And so if, you know, you want uh, action or you want something, like, if you want something episodic or you want something story arc For the season, like it's there, you can you can have it. So season one, we had Michael Burnham, obviously as the lead. Tilly, Stamets, Lorca. Who was your favorite character?
2: Oh, that's quite difficult. (laughs) But (laughs) I I always have problems picking my favorite character because. Uh, I usually like uh, little things of everyone, but at the time, the first time I watched Discovery, my favorite character was Lorca.
0: Did Did you always feel like something was off with him? Uh,
2: first time, I th- I thought he was like not not la- like normal captain of the next generation. For example, it it was like more uh, a bit of Kirk, a bit of Cisco. Maybe like a warrior type. Not not very common on other Trek series.
0: Right, because he was like this wartime captain.
2: Yeah, he he's like uh, action first, and then he asks for opinions uh, on the crew. For, for me, that was very surprising.
0: Yeah, I think that moment I realized who he was when Tyler takes Michael out to in the mm-hmm. episode where he's, she's trying to find her father in this nebula. And he's like, bring her back safely. And Tyler's like, yeah, sure. And he's like, or don't come back at all. It's like, that's that's his... I feel like that's where you get to know like who he is. It, yeah. There were yeah. no questions.
2: I, I was surprised because uh, they, they, they gave you hints about maybe he's from Mirror Universe, maybe he's not. But uh, I wasn't sure because I was thinking they are not going to their, uh, put in a mirror captain <laughs> on the series, and they did it.
0: <laughs> it was bold. Because I feel like before, yeah. the captains were always, that was the, the one you look up to.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I, was, I kind of appreciate, it. they're like, no, we're just going to go, like, we're, like, we're going to swing and take big swings. Yes. not Not play it safe.
0: Right. They didn't play it safe at all. And I think that's why this one, it just feels so groundbreaking for
1: a Star Trek series. I My favorite character in season one is Tilly. Um, a big reason is uh, I have ADHD and it, like, it really related to Tilly's, I guess, quirkiness isn't the right word, but more like slightly neurotic in a way that's not like neurotypical. And I was like, oh, this is what I would be like if I was in Starfleet. Like, I'd be a really hard yeah. worker, but I would still be me. Yeah. Very relatable. And I also, like, I appreciated, like, I don't have quite Tilly's, like, hair, but <laughs> I have, like, naturally wa- wavy in some parts, curly in others, because my my hair can't make up its mind. But for her and Michael, I really appreciated them, like, showing her natural hair, and so that I yes. was gravitated towards that, because I was like, I liked that, like, no time was the fact that she had, like, big like, bushy, curly hair, like, was never called, like, unprofessional for having that hair. Yes, exactly. And she's also, she's a lot of fun, and I feel like uh, you often, in, like, uh, like in sci-fi, can have, like, really stuffy characters, and I'm always like, let's have some fun. One of the things I love about Tilly is her voice,
0: because a lot of times, like, in in life and in, in uh, <laughs> TV shows, women are kind of asked if you're in a position of power to speak like with a more dominating like a lower pitch uh more manly sounding voice and she has a super feminine voice and doesn't try to change it at all
1: (laughs) it's just it is what it is and people respect i appreciate that too like i appreciate uh like i just wondered. i loved deanna troy when i was like a kid too like not always like the best written character, but I like that she was allowed to be feminine and her male colleagues took her seriously. Right. Yeah. Did you want to say who your favorite character was? My favorite character. Yeah. Okay. So
0: I would say you guys pick my favorite characters. Not fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. So with those two aside, which I love for many of the reasons that you guys picked, I want to highlight Stamets because he goes through such a journey in season one he is mm-hmm. grumpy and just so not in touch with his emotions and <laughs> just really unfriendly. And, and, uh, and then you come to find out, you know, that he, he wants it to be there for the science and he's really not into this war thing at all. And he wants to leave. And then mm-hmm. he becomes this science project that he's been dreaming of and he can talk to his little mushrooms, which was his dream, and then he's, it changes his whole personality, and then he's the one talking to Michael about getting in touch with her emotions and her humanity, and he just goes through this big journey that I just really appreciate, and it it would then be a tie between him and Saru. But Saru's journey is almost like, it's not really fully discovered until season two, which we'll talk about next week, and how he deals with his Threat ganglia, <laughs> and how he views the world as always as prey. So they both go through a journey, but I I would have to say Stamets.
2: Stamets
1: is great. And I think I also feel like Stamets is definitely a character that if it was like a, a lesser actor would not come off as well. But Anthony Rapp is so good.
0: He is. Because he can play it all. You totally believe Mm -hmm. him when he's grumpy and mean. And then you totally believe him when he's able to show his heart. Like, at no point are you like, well, he's clearly acting. Like, that doesn't, you don't see him, you see the part. Mm -hmm. So, first episode, first time I saw it, I thought it, in the first and second episode, I thought we're a dream sequence that we were going to come out of because I thought, no way, we're starting a war with the Klingons.
2: I remember that I was surprised that we didn't see the discovery in the yeah. premiere.
1: Yeah, I remember being very surprised by that. I remember being, because like, I'm a huge musical theater fan, and I remember being like, I thought Anthony Rapp was in this. Hello.
2: Yeah, that's, yeah, that was uh, a surprise for me. But mm-hmm. I think uh, from the start, the series is telling us that this is not uh, a story about the ship. It's more about the, the people on the ship,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, definitely.
2: And I know a, a lot of people didn't like that, but I, I really do. I, I like it.
0: I like it too because, yeah, you know, really, it is about the characters, and Discovery highlights that really well by mm-hmm. letting you travel to different ships and you follow the same crew. So it's about yeah, these... definitely. So then, Michael Burnham goes through this court martial. Mm-hmm. She's on a prison transport. It gets bumpy. Their pilot flies off into space, and they're pulled aboard Discovery, and we finally meet Discovery's crew. Enter Tilly, enter Lorca, and
1: Saru is back, and now he's really mad. I do you remember from that third episode having this feeling of, because like the audience obviously knows more about Klingons than like those characters do, and everyone's like, we wouldn't be at war if she hadn't, like, attacked those Klingons. And I remember thinking, if the Klingons wanted to war, there was going to be a war. Yeah, you're going to do war. <laughs> you, you you don't get a choice in this matter. Right? I was like, not saying she did the right thing, but the outcome would not have been different.
0: Right, but we do kind of, we do kind of forgive her for that. I mean, I
1: did when I watched it. Definitely, and I feel like it's... One of those things that... I feel like they make her pay for it enough. Yes. And they also... It's like one of those where, like, everyone in that story makes mistakes. It's not, like... It's not, like, one person messed up but everybody else are angels. Right. <laughs> um I mean, obviously Lorca, but I'm thinking about, like, the stuff that happens to Ash Tyler, obviously, later on, and... Yeah. Yeah, um, they all
0: get their own arc, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. It doesn't leave loose ends. Or flat characters. It lets them all develop. Yeah. They learn about the Spore Drive. They get this to work. They become the ship in the fleet that can go in and out. And they're helping Mm -hmm. them win the war. But then they realize that they're killing this poor Tardigrade. Stamets becomes the supercomputer. He says, one more jump. And Lorca tricks him. Boom. They're in the Mirror Universe. (laughs) So let's skip ahead to there.
1: I... Okay, I very much remember what where I was because I was traveling when that episode aired. So I had to watch it later. So I got spoiled on one thing that happens that episode. So I got spoiled that they went to the mirror universe because someone in the cast like made a joke about it on Twitter. So I was annoyed. Right. But I was watching it in a hotel room in Australia where my two friends were like just talking and we were like, you know like you're sightseeing all day and you have a break and you're like, can we just relax for like an hour. In that same episode uh, is when Colbert uh, dies. And i yeah. annoyed that I got spoiled by that and I hadn't gotten spoiled by that and I gasped so loudly that my friends started laughing at me. Oh,
2: I think that that was very bold because mm-hmm. uh, Colbert was is a beloved character. People I remember that people went very mad. Um, I think Wilson Cruz had to say like okay okay uh i'm dead but please wait because people people were very upset about it
1: i i know like and i very much get one of the reasons is like i think it it came in the tail end of like a bunch of shows like at the same time killing off queer characters mm, yes and it was yes. like the latest one and they had to be like no no like it's not this is not the end of this character mm, yeah um Like, I actually think Discovery, like, handled it very well with, like, how they, especially compared to other shows at the same time. Right.
0: I feel like Ash Tyler never fully recovers from that either.
1: No, and I I kind of like that for, for Star Trek because there's so many episodes of, like, Next Generation or, like, just the 90s ones where you're, like, they went through some real trauma, and they should forget about it next week. Yes, it's
0: all reset back in an hour, and you're yeah. back to square one, and you lose that development,
1: yeah. Or I always joke they never pay attention to, like, what order they were doing episodes in for sometimes because I was like, there's a new trauma? They just had a trauma last week. Yeah.
2: I can think about O'Brien.
1: Yeah, O'Brien. <laughs> I always think about Bashir, because... I always call this Bashir's worst month, is that it's the when he gets kidnapped and replaced by a changeling, and the next episode is when he gets out as an augment Aww. after that. And I was just like, can he not catch a break? <laughs> Did you guys see that comic book that somebody made about O'Brien? Oh, O'Brien just, like, working mundane jobs? Yes! Yeah. It's... <laughs> I feel so bad i it's so because of how much they made him suffer. <laughs> I was just like why why do you keep doing this to him?
0: He doesn't deserve
1: it, yeah, he was a good guy. Just a nice family man trying to trying to live a life like right he's settled down. he's on a space
0: station.
2: I think in this case uh they are they are not going. do that with our uh, discovery characters because Mm -hmm. uh, if they suffer they keep suffering
1: yes yeah I feel like there there are consequences to like stuff yes which is I think just telling a modern storytelling but um it's also more realistic like it is
0: because yeah you don't just do something and then the next day you're over it, and everything's fine again. Yeah. that's that's not real life. Mm-hmm. That's probably part of what made next generation characters seem so larger than life, and Discovery mm-hmm. characters more realistic and more relatable to yeah.
1: us. Yeah, uh, i was it, Marcy because you were watching it. I assumed like you binged it for the most part, season yes, one, right? I did. So I was curious, like, when you didn't have time to think about what they might be go- like doing, if you were surprised by like the mirror universe stuff. And- I was shocked by the Mirror Universe, and actually,
0: I was probably more shocked than I should have been because even though I grew up on Star Trek, I was little when I watched the original and Next Generation, um, mm-hmm. forgot entirely that the Mirror Universe existed. So they go to the Mirror Universe, and I'm like, wow. And I call my sister the next day, and I'm like, they went to this thing called the Mirror Universe. And everyone is, like, a bad version of themselves. And I'm telling her this. And she's like, yeah, Marcy, they go in, like, every series. So they go to the Mirror like, Spot. <laughs> he has, like, a goatee. And yeah. I'm like, what?
1: <laughs> this is, like, a thing? Mm-hmm. So. Listen, I do not understand why there are not next-gen Mirror Universe episodes. Like, there are comic books now, but, I, like, I want to see the actors doing it.
0: Yeah.
2: no. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
0: well I was blown away just completely (laughs) blown away so um I love the idea that there is this and of course immediately you know your brain kicks in and you're like but if someone dies how are like their descendants there how can they still be the same if they're all bad they're not living the same lives and then it's just like you have to turn that off like it doesn't like oh, don't the even go there. It's
1: definitely something that you're like just let it be. Don't think about it.
0: Yeah, just enjoy it for what it is. You know, so you have characters alive that are dead and like you can't even go there. Just enjoy the story. Take it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And then it's great. So, it was intense watching Discovery binge watching it like that. And the only thing I could compare it to was when we binge watched uh Game of Thrones and the OA because both of those kind of got in our heads, and I was like, okay, I wonder what's going to happen. So, and yeah. then we get to, you know, two or three episodes in the evening.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the Terran Empire, I loved Killy, and I loved seeing that side, and her being a captain. And you know in that first episode where she shows up on Discovery, she's like, the thing that people don't, most people don't know about me is that I'm going to be a captain one day, and there she is as a captain. But she has straight hair, and it's angled, and... She
1: still looks amazing, but mm-hmm. she's really brutal. I love I one I love that she could pull off that haircut because like, props to her that it's not an easy look to pull off. <laughs> no. And like, I love the like watching Killy get more not 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 like comfortable being Killy, but comfortable being confident. Yes, she, I think she learned about herself in that. Yeah, in that
0: set of episodes because it was like if I could do this. I could do this.
2: Yeah, it's it's like a self discovery, but uh, using a bad sample. <laughs> <Yes.
1: laughs> it's like yeah, you're looking and you're like, Okay, you don't want to go full on this, but I'll take the good aspects, exactly. and leave the yeah. rest.
0: Kinda like that one episode of the original trick, uh, where he gets beamed back onto the ship and he's the good guy and the bad guy, and his personality mm-hmm. is split Captain Kirk. It's like this hole. It's the one with the cute little dog with like the little antenna.
1: Oh yeah, yeah that one. It's classic. I keep what I don't understand why they don't make little dog costumes of that alien. Oh
0: yeah, someone needs to cosplay their dog like that.
1: I I want to. Technically, my brother's dog, but she's little and she would fit. She would hate it, but. Oh. Oh, should we talk about Vogue at all? <sighs> Do, Do we want to? to?
0: <laughs> we probably should. Go for
1: it. Oh, I was going to say, the funny, you weren't in the fandom, so I don't know. Do you know about the fake IMDb page they made for him? No. They made a fake IMDb page for the actor that was supposed to be playing Vogue. Then everyone went, and they're like, what's up with this actor? He only has one credit, and it's this. They're like, oh, he's definitely someone else on the show. (laughs) (laughs) He's just one credit. And then then the actor was like, yeah, it's like, who he wanted he'd like, uh, his father or grandfather's name or something and put that on there as his, like, pseudonym. But I just love that everyone discovered, they're like, I wonder who plays this guy? Wait, what? <laughs> That's great. Um, but yeah, I thought there was a good twist, even though a lot of a lot of people figured it out because of the fake IADB page.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that the production did it because I believe if you if you watch the first episode, the, the premiere... In the credits, the, they put the fake name there too.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty sneaky. Yeah. So then they bring Giorgio back with them, and mm-hmm. that seemed like a really good idea because I was so disappointed that she was killed off in two episodes,
1: and I was just like, "This oh.
0: great actress, we are wasting this talent." Oh, she's back!
1: That was, I, yeah, that was great. It's one they brought her back because i was the same and i was like oh i really wanted more of michelle yo like she's awesome yeah and they brought her back in a way that they could really use her martial arts training yes exactly uh, i have a friend that i got in like mostly in a star trek through discovery and he loves a badass female character and Giorgio was his favorite character by far and the scenes
0: between her and michael with the fighting is they're phenomenal
1: Mm-hmm. Like uh, this is before they leave the mirror universe, but that fight scene with Lorca and them is, I think, some of the like one of the best choreographed fights in all of Star Trek.
0: Yeah, it may That's very amazing. well be. Yeah. So then they are ending the war. They're on Konos. Mm-hmm. and they have this planet ending thing. You want to summarize it?
1: Oh, they put they're putting bombs in a volcano, right? Yeah, and it's going to yes.
0: destroy the whole planet and they give it mm-hmm. to to George to Giorgio.
1: Yes. But they give it to Giorgio and then Michael is like, "Well, this is shady." Right. I like that Michael I and I really like Michael coming full circle of being like, "No, I made the mistake of not following like the Starfleet way before. I'm not doing it again." Yeah, like I like the way that they they make peace with the Klingons by actually like working with a Klingon, with Laurel. Yeah, like I like that they're like, no, the, like we shouldn't take over the Klingons. A Klingon definitely needs to be in charge of them, right? But the Klingon we found to be the most reasonable,
0: <laughs> which has her own like she has her own issues in her past as well.
1: Yes. I think, yeah, I feel like she's, yeah, as complicated as any other ser- character on this series. Right? No one's just straightforward. There are really yeah. no,
0: I mean, maybe you could say, you could say Tilly mm-hmm. is good through and through, like totally pure.
1: <laughs> Little cinnamon
0: roll. She is. So, most important episodes, uh, Lewis, why don't you go first? What, if you were going to pick.
2: Mm, apart from the premiere? That, I think, sets the tone for the series. I think uh, Into the Forest, when we go to the Mirror Universe. Mm-hmm. The one when we, we go back, uh, what past is prologue. And uh, and the last of the season, we, Will You Take My Hand? I think uh, picking those, uh, you can watch uh, what is the series about. If, if, this, if it is your first time watching and you don't have enough time to watch all the episodes
0: right if you're trying to watch Mm -hmm. season three i feel like if you're focusing on relationship growth the magic to make the sanest man go mad which was kind of like a classic groundhog day episode uh Mm -hmm. where they keep living over and over and there's a that great part by um, rain wilson yes rain wilson (laughs) um and he's phenomenal in that role and so different than The Office. Um, but yeah, uh, Mike, obviously Michael and Ash Tyler and there's that great scene between Stamets and Michael where he's really helping her get in touch with her humanity again, which is something her mom always wanted her to do.
1: Mm-hmm. I, honestly, all the episodes you guys have listed, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Volta Ambition, but the one where the like Lorca being from the Mirror Universe is revealed at the end of that. Cause I remember yes, yes. being so shocked that I, my friend was over and I just like looked at her. I was like, Oh my God, she knows way less about star Trek. So I was like, like, Oh my God, this means so many things. <laughs> the, the
0: juxtaposition. Okay. Between Lorca being really bad and <laughs> Pike coming in and being so righteous. And perfect is just it's great and the fact that the show works both ways with the same cast I, except for switching the captains out is amazing
1: it's like I think it's yeah it's really telling of how well they built the rest of the
0: cast yes well I can't wait to talk about Captain Pike next week when we do season two and that whole plot because I have to say if I was gonna pick my favorite of the first two seasons, it would be season two because i do like and i and i i feel like it's a little bit lighter and a little bit happier so i would pick season two season one is a great setup um but uh, i'm excited to talk about season two next week
1: i would say same because then everyone's like oh you didn't like season one that much i was like no i loved season one and didn't think i could love the show anymore and season two started and i was like oh whoa Yes, I I like it even more somehow. Yeah, I'm the second step of loving a show, (laughs) right? I think it's very rare from well, like especially I feel like most shows their second season is usually a little weaker than their first. So this season being even the second season being even stronger, I was so impressed by and just yeah made me love it even more. Yeah, me
2: too. That's why I'm very hopeful about season three because I Mm -hmm. believe they are going to do much better than season two
0: yeah so i think the thing that gets me about the uh, promos that we've seen so far for season three are are they on the ship at all we haven't seen we see a lot of planet based things and i'm wondering if it's going to be our first star trek that's more land-based
1: I think that to be a little land-based, because I'm pretty sure one of the promos showed it, like, if it's a spoiler, if, is it a spoiler for you two if I saw it in a promo? Because I have some friends. I mean, if it's in the official
0: CBS promos yeah. that they've given us, I, I feel think, like that's not I a spoiler. I think they might crash the ship.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I kind of love, I, I love when they have to, when they have to crash the ship, because it always looks really cool. Right, and, it's a great effect promos always are like from the first two episodes or show like they don't show much beyond that right and they it might be partially a misdirect we don't know yeah
0: definitely Yep. Yeah. so i can't wait to see all right guys thank you for joining me for the discotheque podcast episode one thank you thanks great we'll see you next week